Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Uh, as you know, we are graced with Rebecca Staub tonight for a wonderful interview with this wonderful actress. Daytime audiences remember Rebecca from her portrayal of Elizabeth Barrington on the now-defunct daytime drama Port Charles, which happened to be before the big explosion of vampires on screen. Rebecca got her start in the business as well, as she is widely recognized from her famous verbally castrating barroom scenes with Kate Donovan in the hit film, Love Potion Number 9. Rebecca has been in numerous primetime television dramas such as Dexter, Lee, Fairly Legal, Masters of Sex, a new Showtime series, just to name a few. Her film roles include Susan Storm, the Invisible Girl, in the original film version of The Fantastic Four. Among Rebecca's other passions are sports and architectural restoration, which we will be talking to Rebecca about. She recently completed a complete restoration of a 100-year-old home and returned it to the historic jewel it used to be. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Rebecca Saab. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, hello. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's just dive right in. When did you know that you wanted to pursue acting as a career? As a career, you know, as a kid, I wanted to, but I grew up in Nebraska, and, you know, back then in the in the 60s, it wasn't, you don't have the accessibility, so it was kind of like that came and went, and it didn't really hit me. Um, I, was, I was in Paris modeling, and one of the girls who I knew was a model had left Paris and gone back to New York, and she started on Ryan's Hope. And it was funny. It was just then. It was like, oh, wow, that would be such a cool thing to do. And as as it turned out, without, you know, really pursuing it, as soon as I got to New York, I was in Paris for three and a half years, and when I got to New York, I was in my modeling agency, and they had just opened uh, an acting division, and sent me to go talk to the agent, and I talked to him, and he said, oh, here's this audition, and it was for Loving, uh-huh. and uh, it was just for a character that was supposed to be on for six episodes, and he said, oh, well, you know, that'd be a good way just to, you know, for a first audition, why don't you just go and have fun, and I went on it, and I actually booked it, <laughs> so my first audition was actually my first job, and I started on Loving, and uh, the character, was this little punk rock teenager, and uh, the character was so popular so quickly that they just kept writing me in, and I actually ended up staying on the show for six months. Nice. So that was, you know, it wasn't like a huge, you know, it was just kind of I jumped right in and started working and, and, uh, you know, learned everything in the process. I'd been in theater in high school and college, so I'd been, you know, acting, but just, just in school. Right, right. Well, what, you know, what kind of, um, you know, having your first job, what was one of the things that you learned very early on in your career in acting that you can, that you took with you through your career? What was the one, like, main thing that you learned? You mean acting-wise or life-wise? Uh, you know, kind of, kind of both. Like what well, you... I think they're kind of one and the same in a way because I think the thing that I was thinking about because it was early on when when I was on Loving and working with uh, 
John Johnston, who played Steve, who was my, my character's love interest, um, really early on, we would we would work on our stuff together. We would study together, and mm-hmm. he really helped me take it very seriously. It was never like, oh, tomorrow I only have two scenes. You know, it was like, oh, it'll be easy. You just go, no. It was it it was always a hundred percent. You know, study it, think about it, work on it, find different options. Think, you know, that that very early on, it was just to really work on the work and I think that that definitely carried over it was the same from when I was modeling and all the time that I was acting is that it was always a job I was never an actor because of the, you know fame or ego it wasn't really about that that I wanted to be a star you know, gosh what a great job I love doing this for my job every day so I always took it very seriously and, you know, I think that that's important even now, you know, when sometimes things look like, oh, that's just that's just an easy day. It's like you really, and, you know, there's been a number of people that I've worked with along the way who were really hard workers on the set. The first one that I remember was I when I worked out, I was on an episode of Columbo, and Peter Falk, you know, who could just, you know, I mean, you just think, oh, he's just that character, you know oh, my gosh, I have never seen someone on his own, you know, like in between takes, he would do it over and over and over. If he was, you know, picking up a fork or walking through a doorway, he would just keep doing it and find the one perfect way that he wanted to do it. And then it would just look totally natural, you know. And so I realized that there were, you know, choices, and then to commit to that and really work on it and then make it appear effortless. The other person who did that that I would just, sit and watch in awe was um, totally blank. Michael Richards on Seinfeld. I did an episode of Seinfeld. You know, he plays Kramer. And oh my gosh, you know, the pratfalls and the delivery and the timing, he he would just work and work and work. He wasn't, you know, talking to people in between scenes and, you know, reading the newspaper. He just, he would go over it and over it. And so those things really stuck with me just to, uh, you know, really work on it, no matter what it is. Now, do you do you believe that some actors now coming into the business, because that sounds like your work ethic, Rebecca, is like, in other words, you, you, um, you founded your work ethic through what you first started, which was work, 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 no matter what it was, no matter how small it was or large it was, you always worked on it. Do you find that people in the business now that are coming in, the younger ones are kind of losing that perspective of work? I don't know. I mean, I hope not. You know, I'm a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence. She blows me away. Um, Every role. You know, I just... uh, So I hope more of them are like her. But I think... Yeah, I think that the, you know, the fame and the the accessibility to, you know, everybody can kind of watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, you didn't, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you didn't have as much knowing how things were done. And I think, yeah, a lot of, you know, kids are like, oh, that's what I want to do. And, yeah, they just come out here and just because, you know, they were popular in high school or good-looking, 
they just think, oh, hey, I can do that. And then they realize how hard it is. It was funny, a friend of mine came out from Washington, D.C., really good-looking guy, really talented, and just was like, he just expected to take the town by storm. And then he got here, and he was like, it's like everybody was prom king, everybody was the star quarterback. You know, he's like, when you're in L.A., I mean, it is the top at the top at the top. So I think that, you know, it's still really competitive, and... I mean, hopefully that competition weeds out, um, you know, the people that think it's just, you know, easy and just fun and, you know, you don't take it seriously and, you know, that you have a responsibility to the craft and you have a responsibility to your audience and a responsibility to your future. That's a a great way of looking at it. Wow. Great. Hopefully any actors out there that, that, that are listening... Take that as as a word of advice from a pro right here. Um, Okay, in daytime, you previously worked on the ABC daytime drama for Charles, which was before its time. Do you believe believe that if poor Charles had come out later, a little later, that it would still be on the air now because of the such of this explosion of vampire mania? Uh, I, you know, I don't know because now there's such a proliferation of it that I don't know if it would be overkill that, you know, would date, do audiences get enough of it, you know, on their nighttime TV and in their films that would they watch it at daytime too? I don't know. I I just think it's hilarious because at the time, you know, they're just like, enough of that vampire stuff. And I remember when we were submitting scenes, you know, for Emmy nominations, and I had all the right. what I really liked. I mean, I had some vampire scenes that were my favorite oh, yeah. ones. And they, they encouraged us, I should say, not to submit those scenes. And I was always confused by that because I just, I the audience... Loved it, you know what I mean? Because you just go, it gave, it sounds funny, but it gave a more, I think, realistic base to a lot of the the elevated storylines that you'll find in daytime, you know, because it's kind of such exaggerated drama that it actually fit. And uh, it it, it was really ahead of its time, and I wish that it would still be on and they would have stuck with it and... Um, you know, just really embrace it instead of kind of taking it as a fleeting story, made right. it the, the backbone of it. Um, because I just, I just thought it was so interesting. You know, it was neat to look at. I mean, it was such a great show because our show had it's such really a great right. look. You know, the sets were great, the lighting was great, the direction was great. The story moved quickly. You know, it wasn't as repetitive as a lot of soaps are, and so the fans. You know how to tune in, or you'll you'll miss something big. So right. that they, I just wish that the network would have realized what a jewel it had because it was a mm-hmm. brilliant cast and writers, and you know it's like they had such a good thing. I, I still am just so shocked that you decided to let it go. Absolutely, and and um, on on that, uh, on what, expanding on what you said. Also, poor Charles was the first to kind of come up with the 13-week arc of, like, themes for those 13-week arcs, which yeah. was 
brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did. It was a great, it was a great show, and it was way before its time. I think that if it had been a little later, I think that I almost think that daytime drama should go to a themed thirteen weeks because it's yeah. a lot easier for the audience to follow because there's a beginning well, and an end. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about Poor Charles too is you go. It was a relatively small cast. Mm-hmm. So I think that that it was it was easier to watch because you get to see all of your favorite characters. The stories, you know, intertwined easily, and you, you could just get closer to the characters. You know, the audience right. I think had had a had a more emotional relationship with everything that was going on because it wasn't spread around. That it felt more like real life. You know, they felt more like you know real people that we knew. And I also loved how. You know, early on, they skewed young. I thought it was really smart of that show to their target was, you know, younger and, you know, smarter and sexier and, you know, a faster pace. And I thought that that was genius for the show because it set it apart from um, the other ones. The fact that it was, it was just a tight ship, you know, and it was, it was a hot show. You know, it, it was sexy in a, in a newer way, and that's what the vampire stuff allowed too was a different a different kind of titillation than just, you know, kind of the regular the regular stories. So um yeah, it was it was great. I loved everything about that show. <laughs> Preaching to the choir here. It's like I I just well, thought, you know, they had the best of everything and it was just such a shock when, you know, it was kind of the first one off the chopping block. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of Port Charles, are you you're going to be at the GH weekend this weekend um, for past uh, numbers, correct? I am, I am. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's General Hospital's anniversary, and so they invited us on Sunday from past cast members. So I will absolutely be there. I'm looking forward to seeing not only the other cast members, but you know, so many of the of the fans because um, you know they were that's they're like family too. So. I hope listeners are planning on going, you know, not only, you know, to the other events this weekend, but on Sunday as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I believe you can get your tickets um, online at the GH Fan Club weekend. Um, I think it's the ghfanclub.com. I think you can get your tickets there, and I think you could possibly get them at the door as well. Um, I still have to figure out what I'm wearing. I don't know. I think we should wear some teeth. <laughs> <laughs> wear my wear my yellow my yellow eye contacts. Yes. Like, what? What? Yes, that's cool. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you you just did a uh, an appearance on the Uber. I mean, the hugely hugely popular Dexter. What yeah. was that experience like? It was great working on that show. I mean, it was just, I was so thrilled uh, to get it. Unfortunately, you know, none of my scenes are with with him. But, uh, oh, it was just just great to be um, on that show. You know, that is just a real piece of history. And just expert acting and, you know, writing. And it was just, it was just one day that I was there. But it was, loved every minute of it. Just a little piece of history there. What um what what uh 
what stands out to you about this show that is so that that like um makes people just drawn to it the most you know i don't I don't watch the show regularly, so i would i I don't know what it i think it's just you know the storyline and the premise that you know is just so unique and I think the acting and uh it was just I have too many regular shows that i couldn't I couldn't b v r one more, so oh. I don't know it in depth. But I think it's it's kind of that juxtaposition of the you know the serial killer, uh, you know okay. hunting down the other serial killers. You know that he's the good sure. guy, but then he still has his own vices. That it's just uh, uh, pretty mysterious. Got huge fan bases though. Wow, huge. Yeah, yeah, gigantic. Um. Okay. Well, the new Showtime series, Masters of Sex which conjures up all kinds of ideas in your head, and mine too. What can you tell us about the role you play in the new series? Um, I play the wife of a doctor. What The, the premise of the series is it's based on, you know, the true incidents of, of Masters and Johnson, who were the first doctors to actually do scientific studies on human sexuality. It's set in St. Louis in 1956. So it's great because it has, you know, that whole period flair, which was so popular with Mad Men. But uh, Masters of Sex, when they're still in the 50s, they're not as far ahead. You know, um, Mad Men has moved out of that. And so it's neat. You have this period piece. You have, you know, the subject matter of, you know, taking something that was so taboo. I mean, you know, everything that we're so used to sexually is really new. I mean, it's one generation new. Stuff that we take for granted. Like, And so it's it's really interesting um, in the scripts. I mean, the things that they're dealing with, because it's things that we just completely take for granted or never thought, oh, people didn't know that. Or um, So it's, you know, and then since it's showtime, they can be more graphic than they can on regular TV, so they take advantage of that. Um, but it's a really nice combination of, you know, history and intellectualism and titillation and humor. It's 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 I think it's gonna be a great series. It premieres I think at the end of September. Um oh. and it's yeah, so that's I think it's gonna be a hot, hot, hot show. That's gonna be really that's gonna be a big deal. Now, are you um would we see you more than one episode? No, no, I just do a guest star. It's just a guest star. So, you know, they have their, a lot of shows anymore, you know, they have their regular cast, and, you know, guest star rules aren't what they used to be. They kind of yeah. get you in and out of there in one day that they really try to, especially when a uh, show is new, focusing on, you know, the the main regular cast so that the the audience can really get attached. So I just have the one episode, but I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, and, and what a great thing to put on your resume as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was nice, you know, for the, you know, the period piece, you know, going in early and getting the, the hairdo and the makeup and wardrobe and then, you know, spending all day dressed up like that. That is just, I mean, those are the advantages of, of being an actor that I love. I mean, anything is always like, the wardrobe and the costume and, you know, the period piece, whether it's, a, you know, the 50s or a Western, 
I mean, those are the things that just make this job for me, you know. That's awesome. It just makes you feel like a kid all over again because I just want to get all dressed up. And And shoes. Don't forget shoes. Yeah. (laughs) We love our shoes. Women love our shoes. Um, And I I I was just at Comic-Con this last weekend, you know, because I still so much uh, attention from Fantastic Four. I mean, next year is going to be the 20th year. I mean, we actually shot it 20 years ago, which I cannot believe, but uh, it was really cool to be at Comic-Con. And, you know, all the fans from that, it's like, it was so neat because, you know, the main draw was really the Fantastic Four, but then there's people, you know, I was in Dark Shadows, and so there's a lot of those fans there, a lot of the Dexter fans there. Uh, You know, there's always, you know, Seinfeld fans, you know, and uh, the Love Potion number 9, like you mentioned, so... That was yeah. a really fantastic day there, just to have such a cross section of of excitement and and uh, opportunity just to meet people who who really love these shows. Absolutely. Did you do any interviews that will be online while you were at the Comic Con? No, no. I was just there for half a day. That you know they rotated. They have just have so many you know celebrities now that they're just kind of rotate them in and rotate them out. So. No, shoot, we should have done something live from there, darn it. Well, next year. Next I'll go year. next year, and, and we'll we'll do your show from Comic-Con next year. That sounds awesome. Okay, I will I, I will keep you do that. Um, okay, so now that you've worked in both film and television and you've done stage, what are the challenges you face in all the mediums? I mean, are there different challenges, or is it all the same challenge when you're an actor? Um, you know, there's the same but different. I mean, TV and film are close. I guess it's just really the um, the main difference would be the, the the amount of work that you do in the course of one day. I mean, in a soap opera, you have so much dialogue. I mean, when I was on Port Charles, there would be days, because we were shooting two episodes at a time, and I would have like 80 pages of dialogue. I mean, that's thing on a soap is, is absolutely the most material. The beauty of doing a play is that, yeah, you have a lot of material, but you have a, you get to rehearse. Oh, my gosh. It is just so wonderful to have the time, you know, with the other actors and with the material to really rehearse because in TV, it is, you, you, you don't, you know, they dress you and you show up on set and half the time, you don't even know the other actors or you haven't even met them until you're on set and then you're shooting out of order. So like an episode, I did a a, a CSI several years back and I absolutely chronologically shot the show backwards, just the way that it ended up in the schedule. So my very first day was the very last scene of the show (laughs) where, you know, I'm being interrogated and, you know, convicted and I'm talking about these people, you know, my my daughter and the boyfriend. And the, and the thing is, I've never, I hadn't shot the previous scenes. I didn't know who these actors were. And, you know, so that's always a challenge is shooting out a sequence because a lot of times you shoot something later first. And then once you do the scenes that precede it, you're like, oh, now I know what I would have done different for later. Um, but that's just kind of that in like nighttime episodic, I mean, things that you'll see on TV, I think that that's the biggest challenge with with that is shooting things out of sequence. 
you don't have as much material in a day shoot as you would on a soap opera. Uh, the beauty of a film is you have you you know you maybe do a page or two a day or a half a page a day that your workload is much smaller, but then that in essence kind of poses a a challenge with your concentration. Yes. And your preparedness, because it's a lot of hurry up and wait, or you'll do something, you know, 70 times. So that's the beauty of it, is you'll you'll have the time to work on it and just make it so perfect. Well, for the most part, if it's a big movie, if it's a small movie, it's almost like shooting television these days, because the biggest challenge is just money. And so there's yeah. never enough money, which means there's never enough time, and you're always racing against the clock. And so... You know, with all of these, whether it's a soap or nighttime TV or film or theater, it's it's hitting it every every single time because sometimes you only get one chance. Right. Um, and so it's just your, you know, they have such a range of advantages and and you know differences in their the way that you actually work. So, you know, the nice thing about stage is you get to rehearse. The nice thing about film is you can really concentrate on the minutia. Uh, the ni- nice thing about, you know, nighttime TV is just, it, it moves along. You know, the ni- nice thing about soap operas is you get to be that character every day. You know that character so well. And so it makes, even though you have a harder workload, sometimes it's easier because you just start to think like the character and behave like the character so you can process the the, the choices um, a little a little because you're just more in touch, you know, emotionally with with playing that character. So the mediums, they all are really different. And I think yeah. that people, yeah, don't realize how different they are. So, uh, you know, and even the difference in nighttime, you know, it's even with the sitcom, there's very few sitcoms anymore, but the whole way of shooting that show is completely different. It's like, it's almost like being on stage and it's a three camera and, you know, you, you'll do less takes because you have more camera coverage. The same right. with the soap, where, you know, a regular nighttime TV, film, nighttime TV and film, it's just one camera. So you'll do the, the, the scene so many different times, but it's from different angles and, and, you know, different lenses and somebody's else point of view. So, yeah, they're all really, really different. Which Which do you prefer the most? Or does it matter oh, to you? that's apples and, you know, that's just apples and oranges. It's all, you know, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like I said, what I love about daytime is you get to really be that character. I love that. I yeah. love that about daytime. Um, uh, you know, nighttime stuff seems, oops, I got dogs barking in the front yard. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if they're all, you know, I mean, a film is exciting because, there usually is a bigger budget and you have more leeway with the character um, than you do on a, on a TV show. It's really more, you know, they put more in the actor's hands, whereas on a TV show it's still like the writers and the directors you right. know, have a little bit more say-so. I don't, you know, they're they're all different, so it's it's impossible to pick a favorite. They're all my favorite. How's that? They're all my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so... So, switching out of all of that, now, you, you're a very busy actress. 
How did your passion for architectural restoration begin? That's fascinating. Oh, I don't know. My very first house. That, well, first of all, my dad um, could build and make and do anything. I mean, he was mostly a car guy, and so we always had, you know, very elaborate garages. There was always, you know, several projects going on. But he was, you know, just a great architect. He was, I mean, not by profession, but uh, my dad could build and make everything. So I grew up with, you know, being around tools and knowing tools. Not that I ever did anything really as a kid. You know, I helped my dad with stuff, but at least I knew. I always knew what everything was. Like there wasn't, there was no disconnect or, you know, separation from, you know, my mind to my hands when it came to tools. And it just, I don't know whether it's through osmosis or if it's genetic, but I could always, you know, fix and build and do stuff. And so the very first house that I bought years ago um, I literally walked in and just redesigned it as, in my head as I walked through the house the very first time. And by the time I got through the house into the backyard, I not only knew this was my house, I was going to buy it, but I knew it was going to be gutted and redone. <laughs> and so I started with that house and just, yeah, gutted it and rebuilt everything on that house. And it was just, it worked out so lovely. And then, you know, another house after that was the opposite. It was a brand new house. And I didn't like that, you know, kind of that sterile, very basic, you know, uh, just tracked home kind of look. So that house, we really started working with stone and wood, and I laid a lot of, you know, slate and tile and hardwood and, you know, built the, you know, the patios and the decks and, the, and you know, built an entire outdoor kitchen and and did all the landscaping. It was, you know, three quarters of an acre, and it was just completely bare. And it was so funny because our neighbors thought that, you know, we were contractors because it's like we just came in and did everything ourselves. And so I've always just learned by doing. And then this last house, yeah, it was a 100-year-old house that I bought down in Florida. And uh, the real estate agent had called because people that were coming to look at it, everybody was going to tear it down. I mean, it just looked like a haunted crack house. I mean, this house has just been neglected and abused. And the real estate agent was like, oh, it's going to be such a pity that people are going to, you know, tear down this house. And the thing is, is not only is it 100 years old, it's a duplex, but with, you know, the separate apartments upstairs and downstairs. So I bought it and was going to renovate it just as a rental and then fell so in love with the house that I kept going more and more upscale with it, that I couldn't bear just to do a very basic kind of rental job on it. Mm -hmm. So I completely restored all the floor. I mean, just rebuilt and restored this house. It wasn't, you know, gutting it, but it was, you know, even in the kitchen and stuff that I expanded the kitchen, but I kept the original cupboards and had somebody built identical, you know, covers to, to fill out the whole rest of the kitchen because I wanted it to look like a 100-year-old house. And same thing, it was on a huge piece of land that needed a ton of work. And so, man, that house, inside, outside, from wiring and plumbing and woodwork and roof, and we rebuilt the windows. I mean, it was a ton of work. But, you know, you just learn by doing it, and I've never been afraid of power tools, and it was always hilarious because... <laughs> You know, people would just, like, see me with, you know, like, you know, bandsaws and nail guns. And it's just like, wow, I didn't know you could do all that. So it was really neat. I mean, I lived at Home Depot 
it was so funny. Everybody in Home Depot was like, if I wasn't in there three times a day, they're like, hey, <laughs> you're slowing down. So it, you know, it was about it was about a year from start to finish because I wasn't it was in Florida and I wasn't living there at the time, so I was going back and forth. So they were like, you know, kind of going to lulls when I was gone. But um, oh my gosh, yeah, it's just I can't. I don't know. I'm just a house doctor. I can't look. I mean, I could just walk in and I see just the design of what it can and and in my mind should be, and I particularly like you know, restoring old ones, because there's just so many houses that are like, you know, I have no desire to fix up. I don't know. I think so much of it, it has to be the house talking to you. Yeah. And, boy, there are just certain ones I see, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what I could do with that house. So that's actually something that I'm kind of working on with a producer friend of mine is putting um, a couple of show ideas together for HGTV. Um because I would just be completely in my element. You know, I'd do it anyway. I mean, well, have a show doing it. And, you know, it's something that, you know, it's just come naturally. And they just, they, I've had a number of meetings with them at HGTV, and they just think it's hilarious that here I have this life as an actress that everybody else thinks is so fantastic. But what I really love doing is what everybody else hates doing, which is, you know, it's like, let me just tear down these walls, you know, let's, yeah, the renovation stuff that, you know, either scare people or, you know, people right. just hate getting involved with. I love, I love, love, love it. So hopefully you'll be seeing more of that. Hopefully we'll have some, I can tell you all about a new HGTV show within the year. That would be super. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, did you, um, did you get the house shot for a magazine? Because I'm sure it's amazing. Um, you know, I didn't. I probably should. Um, yeah, you know, I was so busy work. I should have. I, when I was working on it, I was so concentrated working on it. I mean, I was working on that house from six in the morning until ten o'clock at night, like nothing wow. else existed. And I was so hands on with you know the people that I had working on it, and you're com- I you know was contracting it myself, and so your brain is in sixteen places from right. morning till night you know, answering questions and decisions and, you know, the stuff that I was doing myself. Um, that, yeah, in retrospect, I would have loved to had, you know, the process being shot while I was doing it. But you go, I did not have an extra brain cell, you know, or an extra minute. And I think if if I was on a slower path of getting it done, I would have done all that. And, I mean, I have my picture of it, but... Um, I'm just gonna have to do that with the next house, I think. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say what a great idea for HGTV to see a whole process. Yeah, yeah. I wish that yeah, I would have had them there shooting it while I was doing it, and then you know the thing is, as soon as it was finished, I had renters in it right away, and so oh, that wow. made it tough, you know, to go in and yeah. and you know shoot pictures or to do the show afterwards because you know I had tenants that you know it became their home. So that made it a little harder. Plus, you know, once they move their furniture and put their stuff in, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't serve me. So I know that yeah, next time I need to do all of that before you know, either before I get tenants or before I sell it or But I'll definitely be doing more, no doubt about it. I'm I'm this one actually I'm I'm selling it. So I'm gonna close on that house in a couple of weeks and so once that's closed, guess who's gonna have another big project? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll document it along the way this time, and hopefully make a show out of it. 
Absolutely. That would be yeah. that would be fantastic. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to see that because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on there, but but to see something from top to bottom, you know, go from from this to this and see yeah. actually the process week after week. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's the same that so many people look at an old house and it's like, oh, it's an old house. You know, right. it just looks like an old house to them. It's like, no way. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I, I just, I love. That's just really my passion is with, you know, and saving them and restoring them and not, you know, ripping it all and putting all crap in there. But, you know, I mean, I you now have all new appliances. I mean, it's it's stunning. But you really keep the character and the integrity of the house is what's important to me. Absolutely. Well, what? Well, besides your uh, stuff for HGTV, what projects are you working on that you can share with us? Are you working on anything right now? That's really it right now, you know, because I just shot, I just did the Masters of Sex, and, yeah, I'm just kind of working my, you know, other than just auditioning for stuff, I'm kind of putting my energy into putting the HGTV show together. But, you know, it changes every day. You know, it's like one day there could be something tomorrow that comes up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to call Deb and tell her to add it to the interview. Um, Because, yeah, it just changes every day. So, you know, shows are just, you know, a lot of shows are dark because it's it's summer. So, quite honestly, I'm just kind of having summer and, you know, putting the other show together and auditioning when when it comes out. I've got, you know, some commercials that are running. And... um, you know, just waiting, waiting for the next gig. That's what we do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's the thing with being an actor. There's kind of not a lot of, you know, you can't actively make things happen unless you're, you know, shooting your own stuff. And so, right. you know, there's so many incredible shows on TV that I would love to work on. And, you know, hopefully I'll get those opportunities, uh, you know, this fall when everybody start shooting again. It'll, it'll get busy soon. It usually gets going about August. So August, right, because people are going back to work. I know people are going back to work. They're starting to go back a little earlier now, like in the end of July is when they're starting yeah. to shoot again. So, yeah, yeah August is to get going. Well, on some shows, too, you know, just the, that's a great thing with all these shows on cable is that, you know, it's not like in the olden days where they have just a rigid network schedule. Right. There's really kind of, there's work year-round, you know. Different shows have different schedules, and so that's nice, too. And uh, I was planning, actually, to go up to Canada. I'm legal to work up in Canada, and they shoot, you know, a lot of really great oh, shows, wow. you know, American shows that they just shoot in Canada. Right. And um, hopefully I'll get a chance to go up there and, and do some of that stuff because... Uh, I love going up there and working. Absolutely. I just love working. I don't care where I work. I'm like, as long as I'm working. You know, of course, it's, you know, a friend of mine is just over in Ireland now shooting an episode of Vikings, and I love that show. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm just such a travel junkie. I mean, I am just a sucker for getting on a plane and going anywhere. I love traveling. And so it's so funny because so many actors – don't want to go and shoot on location because, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's like you've got your house, you've got kids, you've got dogs, and you've got other obligations. And me, oh, my gosh, I would jump on a plane tomorrow. I love living in hotels. I love working on location. So um, it's so funny. Years ago I got a a movie that was shooting in Ireland. And I'm only audition, and then when my agent called, she says, oh, they want to book you. So she goes, I'll send you the script, and you can take a take a look at it and, you know, let me know if you want to do it. I'm like, it's shooting in Ireland. Of course I want to do it. I was like, I don't need to read the script. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, that's always me. So That's, that's awesome. Well, we want to thank you for spending this time with us. Um, again, people, she will be at the GH Fan Club weekend this weekend at the Sportsman's Lodge Sunday. Uh, it's the past, uh, past, past, future, and something uh, event uh, for cast members of GH and Port Charles and uh, things like that. So definitely show up to say hello and give her some love. And... Um, we will see you on the television, Miss Rebecca. Well, thank you. It was great talking to you, and thanks for all your your listeners. And uh, it's great just to keep in touch with everybody. And uh, yeah, hopefully they can make it out to the to the event on Sunday. That'd be great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just uh, hang on the line just for a second, Rebecca. I'm just going to close out the show. Thanks everyone for listening, and have a great evening.